Cool. So what's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Happy Choppy podcast. Um, we have Krishan here, the first guest, which we're really excited about. Um, and yeah, we just got a few things we're going to be chatting about. It's going to be really, really cool. Super chilled, super, yeah, super chilled. Um, so the first thing I was keen to chat about um, was obviously in the, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of news dropping about the Spider-Man 3 franchise. Um, mm. Not the franchise, the Spider-Man 3 movie in the Spider-Man yeah. franchise. And uh, the one with Tom Holland. And news broke that Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro, which was extremely surprising to me. So I want to get your opinion on that. And then also, what were your thoughts on um, Benedict Cumberbatch coming back as Doctor Strange? And um, do you think that potentially there could be other Spider-Man actors from the past um, coming back into Spider-Man 3? Well, uh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, so... When I when when it was like okay, Electro is gonna be the villain, or he's gonna be in uh in the third home Spider Man MCU movie, I was like, oh cool, <laughs> who are they gonna cast as him? And then when I read further, it was like, oh, it's Jamie Foxx, and I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> I what is going on? Um, I mean, first thing that jumps to my head is like some kind of Spider Verse thing, um, some mm-hmm. kind of interdimensional rip or whatever. It's gonna bring about. Uh, like kind of like what they're planning on doing with Flashpoint. I feel like the same way that that Marvel and DC are often even even when they're like leagues apart in terms of like trying to do their team up movies and whatever. You know, Justice League was a bit premature. Comparatively, mm-hmm. like they they often they they feel the pulse of like society around the same times with Batman versus Superman and Civil War and you know moving forward like that. So I'm I, I feel like we're gonna get like Flashpoint and spider-man at the same time and it's going to be like oh there's like a whole bunch of different batmans from all the different universes and now we've got all the spider-mans and then people are going to be like who's copying who but they're all they're both happening independently um Mm. yeah because i think i I would really love to see uh garfield and and toby Maguire back even if it's just for little cameos Mm. or whatever um and um, Mm. and considering the fact that dr strange is in it and uh, apparent like what is it like Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange's next movie, right? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. So, yeah. uh, as far as I know, the Wonder Vision series on Disney Plus that's going to start off the multiverse like vibe. Uh-huh. Then it's going into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and then yeah. I think Spider Man's after that. So I think I think you're on the right track there. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like the next MCU sort of events is going to be multiverse stuff. Yeah, um, that could be cool. Yeah. Which they call, sort I mean, of, um, yeah, yeah. No, because uh, I, I think it would also be cool. Like, imagine we see like Emma Stone coming back as Is like a cameo yeah. as Spider-Gwen or something. That would be fucking yeah, insane. That would be so and, cool. Yeah. Wow. And obviously seeing like other the other Spider-Man actors returning would be rad as well. Yeah. And I'd like job. to see Dane DeHaan back. I liked him a lot as Harry Osborn. I thought he was really cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the a lot of the characters introduced in that second film. Uh, I wish we got more of because we yeah. we didn't get to see much of them. Even Rano, like I know it was yeah. kind of goofy, but like it would have been like cool to see yeah. more of him. You know, Paul, Paul Giamatti. He's he's such a good actor. Like I I, I would be because yeah. and then that way we could have two J Jonah Jamesons and both of them are played by J K Simmons and they're both like, what are you doing? Who are you? And, oh sh- oh my gosh! What if they do like. Where it's two J. Jonah Jameson's pointing at each other. That would be cool. Like that would be, yeah. <laughs> be yeah, yeah. And then it would be like, Peter's yeah. like, what's going on? Um, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it could be it could be really cool. Um, but yeah, like so if I mean, especially because Sam Raimi is going to be doing Multiverse of Madness. Um, yes, sure. I feel like there's a reason behind that somewhere. You know, like yeah, I think was it Scott Scott Derrickson usually was going to do it, and then he stepped yeah. away, right? But I mean, yeah, Sam Sam Raimi coming in. I think apart from the fact that it's supposed to be a little bit more horror orientated, uh, oriented, which is like Sam Raimi's thing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a little bit more subtext to the reason why he's there, but yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of clues to yeah the, the the whole multiverse thing. So like Wanda's gonna be there, Strange is gonna be there in his movie. They're gonna like I don't know tear the the multiverse open, and then by the time we get to Spider Man, it's Strange again, and then Electro is gonna come into this. All the other Spider Mans, um, and oh, and did you see uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was like saying that he was keen to come back. As Kingpin, not that I think that would happen at this current time, but I feel like mm. I would love to see him I, I, again. Yeah, dude, totally. Yeah, and yeah. um, I also like I remember right like a couple months ago, like there was a lot of speculation regarding um the the Spider Man three movie, and apparently like he needed like a lawyer or something because obviously yeah. the whole world knows who he is now. Yeah. So there's also speculation that Daredevil in some form could come into that movie as well. Or at least Matthew Murdoch, but um, yeah. I mean, that I would, would be, love to that see. That would be so cool. Like, I would love. Yeah, yeah. Because Daredevil, oh man, Daredevil one. Like, I I love all of Daredevil one and three specifically were phenomenal and 100%, like, yeah. what's it? Um, Bullseye was so impressive, and Fisk just Fisk was so good in season three. Like, everybody was at the top of their game in season three, and I was like, oh man, it just it just ended. Too soon. It was a yeah, tragedy. I agree. Yeah. I know. That was some of the yeah. best Marvel stuff like I'd seen in years. And it was such yeah. like a it almost reinvented like the, the Marvel vibe of it. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really yeah. hope we see those characters return as well. Yeah. Um and then so Spider Man three is obviously gonna be it's gonna be epic, I'm sure. Um after after that now, like do you think because I know in the third Ant Man film Kang the Conqueror is coming. I don't know if you heard about Ooh. that. Do you know? No, I did not. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's apparently also like a multiverse villain. So I think all, with all the speculation going on, like I think the multiverse stuff is going to be happening. And it would be mm-hmm. really cool to, I guess, for the next event form to be like a Secret Wars form or something. Yeah. That could be amazing. Um, but yeah. Maybe that's how they bring Venom in also because that's... Yeah. Because... Cause uh, I mean, Michael Keaton's Vulture showed up in the in Jared Leto's um, what is it, Morbius? So like, yeah, like, what what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and even on that, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of speculation. I think Sony are probably really happy about this as well because it means they can like connect all the all their spin-off yeah. movies into the same universe in a way. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Some really yeah. weird speculation have you and watched... casting news and stuff dropping. Yeah. Have, have you watched uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, I, I've, I think I've seen the first season. I haven't seen all okay. of it though. Because okay, uh, in season one, there's the, like um, Titus goes to uh, an audition for Spider-Man's 2, Too Many Spider-Man's. And it's like this musical with like way too many Spider-Mans and they're all doing like a kick line. I feel like 
that's gonna be that, that they're gonna they're bringing that to life. Like I think Tina Fey was ahead of the curve when she yeah. wrote that joke. Um, <laughs> was yeah, that's the only thing that I think of every time I see more than one Spider Man on on camera. Yeah, I know it's 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 crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the things Spider Verse did well. The the animated film is that it, it still managed to make it like a compelling story without having like absolutely yeah yeah. So I guess we'll wait and see though. Okay, so moving on to the next thing I want to chat about, and that is Halloween movies, right? Uh-huh. So, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I've i got a whole list of, of films that I think are, like, classics in that regard, but are there any, like, movies that you like watching this time of the year and why? Like, Halloween-themed mm. movies. Um, before, before we get into that, what would you classify as a Halloween movie? And so, well, like a, where, where, like, where do you draw the line, yeah? I don't really have a line, I guess, but it's like more like scary horror sort of movies, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to take place on Halloween necessarily. Yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering about that too, because it's kind of like, hmm, what, what constitutes is like a Halloween movie the same way that it's like, what constitutes like a Christmas movie? Like is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is Home Alone a Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. You know, that kind of deal. So I, I wanted yes. to myself, cause it's like, okay, so if it's like creepy horror kind of vibe, I would imagine like it's probably like spooky, creepy kind of deal. So like I would say Jaws doesn't fit into that, you know, even though Jaws is a, mm. is like a horror to an extent. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, yeah. it was. So I made like a whole list of ones that like like fit oh, into yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, but firstly, like my go-to, uh, like if I, because because I do generally try to have a tradition of even if I'm not gonna watch a whole like a, a like a bunch of Halloween movies. Just to like commemorate, mm-hmm. I'll try watch maybe one movie or like one of my favorite Halloween episodes from like a TV show that I love. Um, yeah. And so some of like the, the the top of my list in all caps is Over the Garden Wall. Have you seen that? Oh, dude, that is amazing. Yeah, uh, I actually want to rewatch that. Is, that. Yeah. That's, that, that's a too. brilliant it's show. Beautiful, beautiful it, show. Explain to people who don't know what it is. Like give a brief explanation if you can. So what do you th- like, Over, how do you over the Garden it? Wall is... I think it's like eight or ten part miniseries uh, by Cartoon Network. Um, it's animated and it's like starring Elijah Wood um, and like Christopher Lloyd, John Cleese, a bunch of like really famous voice actors who just have cameos and stuff. But Elijah Wood and his little brother in the in the show are the main characters, and it's they get lost on Halloween night and they're like they they fall over a garden wall, so to speak, and they're in this mysterious land that's like dark and mysterious and very creepy but also very beautiful and it's kind of like outside of time it's like it's it's almost timeless like they're in like old timey and sometimes they're a bit medievally and sometimes they're like just in in the wilderness and it's just really beautiful and it's got this eerie magical feel to it and it's yeah it's, it's also very creepy uh yeah gosh i love it i love that show mm. I also yeah. do, and it, it it does have that like autumn fall vibe to yeah. it as well, so it fits really well in that Halloween. Absolutely, yeah, vibe, yeah. No, that's cool. And and any movies? Um, okay. Uh, uh bef- before we go into movies, I had because there's actually a whole bunch of TV shows that okay, that are go, more yeah, Halloweeny. That I was like, because um, so Stranger Things season two is like like quintessential Halloween, uh, especially yes, those yeah. like first three episodes. Um, and I mean, yeah, like I, I, I think in my mind, I just always associate them apart from the fact that it was, it was set during Halloween and it was released during then to coincide is that 
Um, like the first time I went to a Halloween party was like the the day that Stranger Things two premiered, and I was watching it with oh, my friends, and then we were like, okay, we got to go to that party now, and yeah. So so a lot of that just in my in my mind and in my soul, I'm just like, ah, oh, that's like that's Halloween for me, and um, then there's a whole bunch of like wonderful um episodes of like tv shows that i love like community's done a, like community does a halloween episode every every season but the ones that stand out yeah. for me are season two with the zombie the zombie episode um which is good so <laughs> good and uh the one in season three where they do the psych evaluations and they find out that one of the people among them is like uh is like insane and so they they tell scary stories to figure out who it is uh, then mm-hmm. it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, has the the Maureen Ponderosa wedding massacre episode, which is like their zombie episode where everyone gets spiked with, um, with like bot salts at the wedding, and they all start like going <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it, it's 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 one of their most unique and outstanding episodes. And Guillermo del Toro has a cameo in it. Yeah, because he's oh, friends cool. with That's yeah, epic. he's friends with Charlie Day, and so he just has. And I did not know it was him. He's like. He's dressed as like a crazy old man with a bird on his shoulder and he's got like one eye and he's just like, ah, da, 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 and then they're all like, ah, and they run away from him. He's like in one shot. But uh, yeah, cool. so um, th- those are the ones off the top of my head. And then I've got a list of air, like just other ones that we can talk about. But y- what are yours? Uh, for, for series? Look, well, for um, anything, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... So I'm a, I'm a huge Office fan, and the uh-huh. Halloween episodes are always hilarious um, uh-huh. because they're like they all dress up as characters and stuff. And um, the one season, I, th- I think it's season four. I might have been season three though, but it was right around the time when like the Dark Knight came out, and yeah. um, like everyone's like in Joker cosplay and stuff. It's really funny. So yeah, there's some good moments <laughs> in the, the Halloween episodes from like seasons three and four. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think Over the Garden Wall is a good one. Actually, I didn't. Mm put that on my list but i think that is a it's an excellent one because i think it, it's like a really good story but it also has that spooky element to it yeah um and it's very unique it's like very different to anything out there yeah um yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think what else regarding tv that is good uh i mean there's some good adventure time episodes that are oh yeah out. yeah like I, I was like, uh, I'm a big Adventure fan of Adventure Time in general. Time just has a lot of like, re- like they've they've got a, re- a bunch of really good like holiday kind of episodes and Halloween episodes. And so, yeah, I, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna write those down, and I was like, there's so many of them. It's gonna be like there's too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but uh, other ones off the top of my head. Well, not off the top of my head because they're on this list. So I'm I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, but like I said, anything Tim Burton basically. Uh, yeah, yes. so like I, I wrote at the top of the list Beetlejuice, which is basically just a like you know, it is that is the movie of the season, and obviously Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I've never seen Beetlejuice. Ever. Oh, what it's it's it's, it's okay. fantastic. I should, it's, maybe I should watch that this month. It, it Michael Keaton is a triumph in that, like everybody in the like it's 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 um Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton, uh, Alec Baldwin, and is it uh Gina Davis, I think. And they're they're yeah, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I, I know like a lot about the movie, but I've just yeah. never actually seen it. But I, I must watch it because it looks really good. <laughs> and and that was before Tim Burton made Batman. And Michael Keaton, you'd swear that Michael Keaton was like auditioning to be Joker for that. And then they were like, oh, really? "Nah, dude, you're Batman." <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? He's basically just a crazy, like demented 
zombie clown in that in that movie. <laughs> so like I I don't know, but I mean Keaton was great as Batman, so it worked out yeah, at the yeah. end. But it's like yeah, um, I kind of want to yeah. see him as Joker now. That would be awesome. <laughs> it it would be yeah. Like I, like as an as an older Joker, I think it would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also wrote down here Coraline. Yeah, yeah. Cor- Coraline's really good. Um, I said Shaun of the Dead. Um, oh yeah. And obviously, like Halloween, like the original John Carpenter one. And I also wrote uh, the twenty nineteen and uh, the twenty eighteen, um, re- well, revival, I guess, which was I, I thought that I really enjoyed that. But we'll get more into that uh, later on. But yeah, I just I I absolutely adore that new movie. I think it was very subversive and a lot of fun and just something like I I wouldn't say it was scary but it was very entertaining. Mm. I haven't actually seen mm. the, the the new one either to be honest. Uh, uh-huh. I need to watch that. I I need to get this list from you and just make my way through yeah, everything yeah. that I haven't Go for seen. It, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think for me like some really good scary movies like I I I love The Shining. I think that's a really Ooh, good movie. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't necessarily fit in like into the Halloween vibe that much but yeah. I, I think it is still a really good movie i mean um, i have I dr think, sleep on this list so yeah yeah i was yeah. about to mention dr sleep as well like i think mm. I, I think that movie is extremely underrated and it hasn't got enough praise because i think the way i think it was uh mark flanagan i think that's how you say his name yeah yeah the, the dude who did like he directed it like he he managed to capture the vision of i think um stanley kubrick's vision of of his shining as well as Stephen King's like vision of the Shining absolutely, in the book, absolutely. you know. So, it was yeah, I thought it was a great, so respectful, a great but adaptation. It built its own thing, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good. I actually need to rewatch it. I've only seen it once. So, Me too. Yeah, I, and awesome. and the apparently the extended cut or the director's cut is like twenty minutes longer, but it's like really good. It's okay. Like, so I'm 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 looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Mm. I must watch that. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. Um, what else was there? There was another one I wanted to mention. I think like it's as like so Stephen King's it, well the the movies they they're yeah. gonna be kind of like a trend now so mm-hmm. I, I kind of I really like the first one the second one not so much um, mm-hmm. it was it was okay but I yeah it was a lot more like I felt more like a drama in a sense yeah compared to like that, a scary movie for and me I think that was a point, like that's but, why I always I I always defend uh, it chapter two uh, for those reasons but I also understand why people don't feel the same way about it because. For me, I never went into either of the It movies expecting it to be like a straight up horror, even though that that's what it's marketed as. And I guess that in some ways that's the goal of it. But I I more interpret it as like it's it's about it's about fear. Like the theme is fear, not necessarily about the audience's fear, but the characters and them first mm. being children dealing with that fear and then revisiting that fear as adults. So um, the second one was more about like it was almost like more about PTSD or like, you know, yeah, just re- uh, refacing it as adults, and I think that the cast do really good, and I think that it's overall it's a really good movie. It is a little bit long, but um, yeah, yeah, it's uh f- from like a story point of view, I feel like just as a story, if you if you're not going in for the scares, I think it's a really good movie about trauma and mm. and um facing past trauma from your childhood. And in some ways, I feel like so. It's like if you're watching the the two it movies and you, so like and if you want to get scared it chapter 1 will uh, it chapter 1 sets your expectations too high for it chapter 2 but if you're watching yes. it with the expectation of it being like it chapter 2 
then it chapter two will deliver more because yeah, it's like, so it's like, I, 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 I like to compare it to, which is why I loved that Carrie Fukunaga was attached at one point, but he never ended up making it. He just executive produced the first it mm-hmm. was that it uh, true detective is kind of like a detective version of it where it's like, Oh, we didn't solve a case back in the day and it haunts us. And it's like 15 years later and now we have to come back and solve it. And we have to like think about things differently and our past biases and our past hangups were holding us back. And we have to let go of that emotionally so that we can solve this thing once and for all. And that's how I feel about it. Chapter two is like, this is all what it was building up to. The kid stuff was just setting up for when you grow up and you face your demons, you know, which is that, that that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. About it. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And and that's like going back to Mark Flanagan who did Doctor Sleep. Like I don't know, I don't know if you've yeah. seen The Haunting of Hill House yet. I won't say Not too much yet, about but it. I but have, it's a similar, you have to see it. Yeah. Dude, it's it's amazing. And it's a similar thing, like like where something happens when people are younger and they have to sort of deal with it as adults. And it's it's really interesting. I won't say too much because you must just watch it. But um that's another uh-huh. thing I recommend. Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Blah Manor, which just came out. Really, mm. really good. They're not. Um, they're they're yeah. they're, they're that, spiritual they're, successes, but they're not like um, they're not sequels, right? It's it's just they're different stories, but in the same vibe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's the, I don't know. Like they almost like anthology series in a way. So okay, um, some of the cast from the the haunting of Hill House are playing different characters in okay, Blah cool. Manor. So yeah. it's also like American Horror Story. Blah, blah. I haven't watched that, but I know they I recast. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Um, and they've they're very different. Like I'm surprised how different they've been, um, but they still have that kind of Mark Dunnigan vibe to it, which is cool. So, yeah. Um, have you seen any of like the Conjuring films and Annabelle? Like, oh yeah, those are also um, kind of trendy. So I've moments. seen uh, I've seen Conjuring. Um, it's one and two. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about them a little uh, bit. I think we got some technical difficulties. Dan, can you hear me? Uh, can. Oh, are you there? So, I okay, think it's cool. my we're back. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Um. So yeah, like I've seen Conjuring one and two, and I really enjoyed both. Um. For me, I like I have a weird relationship with horror, because I didn't grow up with many horror movies other than like creature features like Jaws and Deep Blue Sea and Anaconda and stuff, which. You know, it's like, oh, there's, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a monster or some kind of, you know, animal that's like eating people in the woods. That's, that's the kind of horrors that yeah. I grew up with. I didn't really watch many slashes or like, you know, haunted house movies or like, you know, paranormal kind of movies. So as an adult, um, they do have a different effect on me. So often uh, when I watch certain kinds of movies as an adult, like they, they, they hit me in a different way. But um, yeah. So like, uh, where was I going to this? So like, comparatively, like yeah, the 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 Conjuring, um, I think they're really good as movies, though they they've never really scared me. I just think that they're really well made, and I would even argue that in some cases I find them like darkly comic. Um, mm, it's just okay. <laughs> especially <laughs> the second one. That. That's cool. Yeah, the second one is it's got such a dark sense of humor sometimes, like, um. There's parts where, uh, I think, oh, in the second one, when the mom finds the kids made like a Ouija board or whatever, and she's like, everybody, why, oh, yeah. why, 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 do you, why are you playing with this Ouija board? And then suddenly, like, 
the dresser drawer like slams against like the wall and they're all like <gasps> and then it just hard cuts to them running across the street to the neighbor's house and i was like that's so funny they like in any other horror movie they'd be like oh we need to call somebody where are we gonna go and they're all just like talking in their house but in this movie they were like we are leaving right now this is definitely goes um <laughs> so i thought that yeah. was that was pretty pretty good and I don't know. I find it. I find it um, amusing often when, um, like, especially after in the the first Conjuring movie, Patrick Wilson's character says that um, the crucifixes don't actually like repel demons. It just pisses them off. So, and that's why they like turn the crosses upside down. In which case, I was like, every time from that point onwards, when and when a crucifix gets turned upside down, I'm just like. Wow, you're just a really petty demon. Like, that's like if I walked into a room full of, like, I don't know, like, One Direction posters, I just, like, throw a fit. It's like, have some self-control. Like, you're here to scare people. You're not here to, like, turn over crucifixes because you're, like, OCD about it. Like, because it's bothering you. Come on. <laughs> so I just I just imagine it yeah. almost like, like, the demons aren't scary. They're just invisible characters who are just very petty nuisances. And it's like... You should probably, like, if you were still alive, i tell the demon to go see a therapist. Like, you have issues. <laughs> so that, that's, that's how yeah. I see a lot of haunting movies. The only time that doesn't no, apply is, like, Hereditary. Have you seen Hereditary? Oh, dude, yeah. That, that movie actually legit creeped me out. Like, it got yeah. to me deep. Like, that one I was just me, after watching that movie. It was really good. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you yeah, seen I, um, I did not. Uh, I did not take Midsummer the... as well. Yeah, uh, Oh yes, I have. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, um, that was also really weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely preferred Hereditary. That was that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, me too. I, I I do prefer Hereditary also. I think that um, while both are good movies, in my personal taste, I prefer Hereditary because I like that paranormal haunting vibe when it's done really well. But uh, Mitsoma, while done very well. Is more of like the traditional, like, oh, it's a bunch of like students who go to a place and then they get killed off one by one, you know. So it, it's yeah. following a bit more of that trope. But even with Hereditary being like, oh, it's a haunting kind of movie or like a possession kind of movie, it does do its own thing to such a unique extent that um, it catches you of God. I may just have a dark sense of humor here, but there are some parts of Hereditary that also amuse me to no end. Um, are we allowed to say spoilers in this? I don't know. Like, yeah, go for it. Okay, because like, there's it's a part where, like, well, not old, but yeah, yeah. To when Tony Collette is, uh, she's possessed and she's like sawing off her own head, um, and the son is like, <gasps> like watching her. Like the the act of her sawing off her head isn't funny, but when it like, I think it pans or tilts away from her because she's, like, up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And and it just goes... And you all you hear is the sound. And then... it So it goes... And then you just hear, like, a snap. And then a... Like, as a head falls. And I was like... that's It's, like, it's just a really amusing... Like, it's almost like a... Like... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, uh, I, I the movie itself is really it. It I I I don't uh, overall find the movie like hilarious. I think it's like a really good movie that's actually very disturbing. I know the first time I watched yeah. it, when the when the when the hanging out the car window happens, that oh, when 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 that occurred, I just I paused the movie 
for a good 20 minutes and I just went and had a cup of tea and I just sat and I was like, whew. And that wasn't yeah. even like scary. It was just such a heavy tragedy that I, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't deal with it. And like when Tony Collette is like crying over her daughter, you know, and her husband's like trying to like drag her off the floor. It just that just broke my heart. Um, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, up until that point, the movie like was really good and it was pretty intense. But then mm -hmm. as soon as that moment happened, like the whole movie like just went up to like a new level. Like I was like, okay, this movie is like, it's going to go somewhere really crazy. Yeah. And it does, obviously. But um, yeah, that was, that was a good movie. And it felt original as well. Like I think yeah, a lot of the time with these horror movies these days, like they don't actually feel that original. Um, I, as I you're agree, saying, like yeah. with Midsummer, like it sort of follows the trope a bit. Um, and hereditary was like really unique i thought so yeah yeah totally have you seen one cut of the dead yet yeah i haven't seen it dude i haven't uh, found a download for it like a good uh, well, okay. i shouldn't say that yeah. on, on, on the podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> what <laughs> uh, but i'm trying to find a way to watch it and uh, yeah i'm very keen i saw the trailer and it looks flipping insane so it's I really so, watch it's so it. much fun it's yeah it's like Shaun of the dead mixed with like tropic thunder <laughs> that's a, it's, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's both of those are great movies. It's 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 so charming because I I would argue that once you like if you watch the first half of the movie, it's it's um it's like it's a, it's a, like a B movie. It's like a B horror movie, but once you get to the second half, it becomes like almost a family movie. That but it's <laughs> like you you have to get through the but both halves are really good, but after the cut. And then you're like, oh. um, and you see the context of it. It's like, oh, this is a really sweet horror movie now. But it's also <laughs> like still fantastic and hilarious. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've watched it twice now and I just I cannot stop singing its praises. Like it's definitely because I haven't actually seen too many classic zombie movies. I've seen like mm -hmm. newer ones and then i've seen all the subversive zombie movies like Shaun of the dead one cut of the dead the dead don't die um and i think that's that's sort of where a lot of the my my preference for horror movies ends up being which is like i don't go for the traditional horror movies anymore because a lot of them are very played out um yes yeah so like i know when i watched the original john carpenter halloween um, I watched it very recent. Well, not very recently at this point. I watched it in like 2017 um, for the first time. And like it was, I mean, it basically wrote the book on like how to scare people with that. Like, oh, it's a bunch of teens on Halloween and there's a guy with a knife and he's killing them one by one. Uh, mm. And um, it's it's so riddled with cliches by today's standards, but it was absolutely original at the time. And so yes. when I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where all of those tropes came from. But all of those tropes are so built into my DNA that I couldn't enjoy it for the scares. I did enjoy, I, I enjoyed it for everything else though. But that's why Halloween 2018 was so much fun because it was like meta and subversive to its own tropes. Um, like, uh, so you said you haven't seen it, right? I haven't, but you can okay, talk but about it. Cause, have, have, yeah. you, have you seen uh, the original John Carpenter one? Yeah, but okay. like ages ago, but I have seen right. it, yeah. So there's there's that iconic shot, um, which is like, I guess, one of the first times that you see it in a horror movie where 
like the the final goal, which is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, it's like she Lori, she looks out the window after she throws Michael Myers like out of the window and he falls like down two stories out of her house. And she looks out the window and it cuts to her POV and he's gone. And then yeah, it, yeah. you see you see like a, a low like a, a low angle shot of her and she's just like like oh no, he got away, kind of deal. And then in in Halloween twenty eighteen she and Michael Myers are having a fight in her house, uh, like which she's set with all these traps for him because she's prepared for him all her life to to escape. And they're fighting, and then he throws her, he picks her up, and he throws her out of the window. And he looks out the window, and then she's gone. <laughs> and then it and it, and it, it looks yeah, and it, and because he's got he's just got a deadpan face because he's got that that mask on. And it and it shows it recreates the same sequence of shots and it's like a low angle of him and his face is just blank and it's like he just looks it's just his mask but he looks so terrified and you're like ah she got you <laughs> uh, so I I really I really enjoy that subversive stuff but um, a lot of people don't like uh, the 2018 movie but I think that I mean I'm not too precious about the franchise so I guess that may be why I'm okay with it. But I just really mm-hmm. enjoyed it for all of its subversion, and it's it it's also got a lot of really cool dark humor that criticizes the entire franchise on its own and the horror movies in general. Um, so I, I I really dug that. Um, yeah. And then there's like Cabin it's, in the Woods. You've seen Cabin in the Woods, right? Oh yeah, that was great. Ooh, yeah. That but that like also yeah. with that movie, like I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know why I necessarily enjoyed it so much, but there was something uh-huh. about it that I just, I loved. And <laughs> it's like its own thing as well. Like, it, it felt, trying to compare it to, like, other movies, but you can't really either. Like, it's yeah. its own thing. Um, and I loved how it made fun of so many of the tropes, like um, Evil Dead, and there were other things that I was making fun of. Yeah. It, it, was, it was good. It, like, it wasn't making fun of it, I shouldn't say that. Like, it was more, yeah. like, sort of paying tribute to it, but also... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to explain, um, but it was it was good. I, I remember when I when I first showed it to my friend Brendan, he had no yeah. he like I was like, Brendan, we gotta watch Cabin in the Woods tonight. That was also that was another movie. While we were waiting for Stranger Things to to land that night um on Netflix, we were wait we were like killing the time and we watched Cabin in the Woods. And he was like, Man, I don't wanna watch Cabin in the Woods. It was like a bunch of teens go to a cabin and there's like a slasher. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I've seen that movie and I'm like, No man, I, I, I promise it's different. And the movie starts, and it's just a bunch of, like, scientists, like, in lab coats, like, having coffee and talking to each other. And they're, like, bantering about, like, their their home life and what their wives are cooking for dinner. And Brendan's like, what is this movie, dude? I, what is going on? And then the fact that, like, the I think the like the title's a jump scare, isn't it? Like, they're driving in the golf cart, like, through the factory. Yeah, I think so. And then he's like, are you even listening to me? And then it just goes, Wah! And it just says cabin in the woods. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is not the kind. This is not. This is this movie is not what you expect it to be. Um, mm. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I also for some reason I've, I've always remembered this scene with the the scene with the unicorn, and it's just like <laughs> plowing through people, and it's just like blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, I thought that was awesome, dude. Like yeah, you're never ever going to see that anywhere. It's like, yeah, that was a good one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Need to um, watch that. Have you seen Goth Moringi's Dark Place? No. Oh, what is wow. that? What is that about? Okay, shout out to. I don't even Matthew think I've heard of that. Um, they, I was showed it's it's you know who Richard Ayawade is, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from IT Crowd and stuff. He he yeah. wrote, directed, and he co-stars in this. It is, oh, wow. it's it's a six-part uh, Channel 4, like, British horror comedy. Um, okay. And it's it's about a guy, so, like, imagine, okay, so Garth Marenghi is kind of like, in, he is an author, and he's sort of like a wannabe Stephen King. And so okay, the show cool. has, like, two le- two levels of meta where um, this dude is playing Garth Marenghi, and he's like, Hello, my name's Garth Marenghi, award-winning novelist and horror writer. You are about <laughs> to we- you are about to enter my dark place. And so he talks about there's a TV show that he wrote, directed, and starred in, uh, and it's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And so it intercuts with interviews with Garth Marenghi and his cast and crew. Plus, we see footage of this this horror show, which is kind of like a Twin Peaks kind of ripoff, and okay. it's so bad it's the worst horror show ever like the sound the the camera work like and and literally to the point where it's so bad that the camera movement like the camera operators though you don't see them are almost a character because you're like oh my gosh the cameraman's like his focus is off again or like the fret like he'll be filming somebody and they'll be like talking like this like you won't even see them probably like it's like that's like like everything about it is bad and so like there's like two levels of humor where it's not just an arrogant filmmaker like like a dude playing a guy being an arrogant filmmaker the arrogant filmmaker is playing a character in his own show and it's an awful <laughs> show it's 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 so fantastic and there's and they so they and each episode tackles like a different creepy thing uh okay like one of the episodes is like they get haunted by like scottish ghosts there's a planet <laughs> of the apes kind of episode where everyone gets infected and turns into like monkeys um <laughs> it's like yeah that like, sounds great it's it's fantastic and then like every episode also he'll like goth Marenghi, he'll have a prelude where he talks about like what inspired him to write this episode and so one of them is just like i tried to make an episode about some kind of subtext because political Political awareness is very important. And so he makes an episode about like the AIDS epidemic, but it's so on the nose, but he thinks he's being so subtle about it. And it's, it's, yeah. And they also just like reuse footage, like as if it, like it's shot so, like Richard Ayoade was interviewed about the show. Like, so he was interviewed about making the show, so a real interview. And he's okay. like, it costs so much money to make the show look as cheap and bad as it does. Like, <laughs> That's incredible. Like that they, they, they literally did not make a profit because the show was so expensive to make because of that. Like oh, I would, I really wish there was a second season, but there isn't because not, nobody watched it when it first released. But it's it's classic. And Matt Berry is in it. Matt Berry, Matt Berry from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the series. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, so like it's I highly recommend it. It's like 20-minute episodes and six of them. The six of them only. So... Oh, when did that come out? Two thousand six. You know? Yeah, like oh, a okay. long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of weird. Like, especially with series, like a lot mm. of series from like two thousand to like two thousand and eight or nine. Like almost, if they weren't like big at the beginning, people just don't even know about them. Yeah, like, like community. Like, communities think, only had a resurgence now because of Netflix. Yeah. 
Um, and even even like the, I would even say the office and even Friends exactly. has kind of made yeah. like another trend back. New goal, New goal was uh, New goal was yeah. like really good back in the day, but now everyone's watching New goal. And Avatar: yeah, The Last Airbender suddenly picked up speed again because of Netflix. Mm. Yeah, it's like if it's on Netflix, if it's not on Netflix, it didn't happen. I guess it's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's weird. I guess it's cool though for the smaller, well, smaller shows. Yeah, um, to get that. Yeah. Sick. Are there any other movies on that list, or we you kind of mentioned all of Ooh, them? That's, um, okay, well, so like the last one on this list. <laughs> any was any other ones you want to talk about? Else we can go to, on to uh, the next. Well, time. I said like Courage the Cowardly Dog is just fantastic for Halloween. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Um, Bro, yeah. I, a couple months ago, I went back and like searched like ep- just random episodes, and I watched them uh-huh. back, and I'm like, I don't know how I watched this as a kid. It's, it's so, so scary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's but it phenomenal. is good. It is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. have you seen The Omen? The original no, Omen. It's really good. Um, okay. That movie also unsettled me. It's not like, ah, scary, but it's like, it's kind of got like a hereditary kind of vibe in that like, mm. oof, just gets under your skin and you're like, because uh, like, you, you you know the plot though, right? Like this this father More believes less, that his yeah. son is the Antichrist. Um, he's yeah. like, I think it's like six-year-old son or whatever. And... It's it's really disturbing because and um, there is a part in that movie where it's not even meant to be like, I mean, it's it's meant to be disturbing, but it's not like horrifying in like a physical sense. It's more like in a psychological sense where um, he's trying to find out who his son's true mother is because his wife because because the, the movie starts where the main character's wife has a miscarriage or like she she gives birth to a baby, uh, uh, her baby was stillborn. And okay. he doesn't have the heart to tell his wife that their child has died. And the doctors or like, or whatever are like, we have a woman who she died in childbirth and she doesn't have a family. So there's a baby without a mom and you're a, you're a family without a baby. Do you want this baby? And so he's like, okay, we'll take it in and we I won't tell my wife. So he goes on this journey during the middle of the movie to find out who like once he starts suspecting that his son is the antichrist six years later now and he tries to find sure. the grave of this, uh, this this woman's grave to to like try and find out more about her history to to confirm or deny whether his son is the antichrist and they uncover her grave and when they look at her body it just it 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 makes my it, it like it makes my skin crawl so much because it's it just it subverts your expectations to a point where I don't want to like overbuild it up, but you just don't see it coming, and you're like, "What?" And um, damn, yeah, yeah. It, I I definitely recommend it. I haven't seen the the remake, um, okay. so I can't. I, I don't even know if people enjoyed the remake or not. I just know that the remake happened, but the classic okay. Richard Donner um, version is. It's it's brilliant. It stands up to this sure. day. I honestly feel it's better than like The Exorcist, in my opinion. So sure. like, okay. which is a bold nah, thing so to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so in your opinion, like okay, so let me let me give some background to this this little question here. Um, mm-hmm. In high school, me and my mates, we decided we were gonna go try find the scariest possible movie of all time, and we watched we watched so many like scary films like. From The Shining to like the remake of like Nightmare on the Streets yeah. to a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, in your opinion, what is like 
for you personally the scariest like movie you've seen ever and why? <laughs> ooh. It might be um, one that you mentioned already, but Ooh, uh that's tricky uh, because uh like like I said, like horror movies don't hit me the same way that usually they they should. Not to say I'm like, oh I don't get scared. Like I get unsettled at times, but I think because I've accidentally loaded so much like information about like the filmmaking behind like horror movies in my head that I watch it almost yeah. instinctively from a slightly filmmakery point of view where it's almost like, ooh, that is a very good shot rather than, oh, that's a really good scare. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, but I, I always make this joke, though I do still stand by it in my own opinion, that the most like terrifying movie that I've ever seen is not a horror movie. It's actually eighth grade. Uh, have, have you seen yeah. like dude it's that just, movie's just anxiety the whole time yeah, it's just like <laughs> oh my gosh she's gonna go to a pool party and all the other girls are prettier than her and she's just in a bathing suit and she just feels so awkward and I'm like oh dude that, that yeah. movie terrifies me um <laughs> it's just I feel so bad for her like it just makes me relive all the trauma of like school and I did not like school <laughs> dude that, uh, that movie captures high school like perfectly like absolutely i think a lot of the yeah. time hollywood glamorizes high school a bit yeah and um i thought eighth grade was just a very true depiction on like what high school is in today's day and age that's crazy oh, to- that's totally. a good movie I, yeah. we need to see more from um what's the name Bo Burnham. Bo, yeah yeah has he made another film since then i don't think uh, he has. no he hasn't no i really want to see another one from him yeah because that, that was a good movie dude it like, really was i thought that was a solid movie yeah yeah Sick. Okay, well, I mean, we're already like on 45 minutes here. So let's go straight to the Instagram questions. Cool, yeah. Let me get these out. Okay, so for those who are listening, um, I put on a, on my Instagram story, just like people, I, I requested people to ask questions and these were some of them. So first, the first one is from Samurai Jack 28 And I think it's one of your followers. Yeah. He wants to know, will, will you be making False Jaws 3? And also give a background on what False Jaws is as well, maybe. Okay. Hey, 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 Luke. Uh, thanks for thanks for um, sending in the question. Thank you for being a faithful supporter of False Jaws. False Jaws <laughs> is a little stick figure animation that I did on Microsoft Paint in oh, yes. 2008. If and um, oh, Dan, I lost you there for a second. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, maybe just okay. start from False Jaws again, if you don't mind. Okay, cool. Just yeah. that part. So, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So False Jaws is a little stick figure animation that I did on Microsoft Paint in 2008. I was 13, 14 years old. And um, yeah, it's this little stick figure animations. I was I was crazy into Jaws then. That was like when I first started see, watching Jaws. And I was already like wanting to be a filmmaker or something when I grew up. But I was... I wasn't really sure how, like, I really wanted to make a Jaws movie, but I was like, oh, how do we, how, how what am I going to get like a little raft and like go to the beach and like film my friends <laughs> getting eaten by like a toy shark? Like that's impossible. So I was just like, let me just animate it by myself. So little stick figures, a little Microsoft paint triangle, like swimming through the water, eating people. And that's what it was. And I made two, two episodes of it. They were like three minutes or two minutes each. Uh, and it, and it just, it was like scored with like pop music. Like if I'm not mistaken, like <laughs> the one of the episodes just has like Lady Gaga's just dance in it. Like, it's not, like it has nothing to do with yeah. 
Jaws. It's just like like a dude getting eaten, but it's like just dance, gonna be. A, it's like it's weird. <laughs> and I, I love really it. wanted to. I was working on a part three, and I wanted to make it like a four parter. And then I guess in the in part four, like they take down the shark eventually. Um, but like school got really hard, and maths got really hard, and then I just lost track of everything. <laughs> And then Microsoft updated their whole style of how paint is laid out. And then I couldn't do the same kind of like artwork. Like they started doing a thing where they like, they would smooth the edges of the frame. So then the, the like when, when you, when you draw with a pencil, like it, it gives a gradient to the, the stuff. And I was like, how mm-hmm. do I draw the artwork the same way anymore? Cause it doesn't look like stick figures anymore. And I was like, it's a, I just, I gave up, but yeah. I do I do definitely, I'm glad that you asked that question because I really want to, I want to do a, like a revival. I, I'm sort of ba- like re- reboot the first two parts and then maybe just make like a one, like an eight minute to 10 minute, like just a short where it's the whole story in one the, video dude, and I'll release it. Yeah. That, yeah. That'd be epic. I'll link, I, I'll I don't link know the when, other ones down below for people to watch. Sure, they're, they're awful. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But um, good, yeah, yeah, like I don't know when I'll when I'll do it. Like I've got I've got a notepad full of ideas for the plot points and everything because it is. I try to make I, I've I've been wanting to make it like a bit meta, um, more meta than it was before because the original was also like spoofing Jaws. That's why it's called False Jaws, I guess. But um, <laughs> I do want to make it a little bit more meta and a bit more like the humor. Not not necessarily make the humor more grown up, but I just want to updated from my sense of humor now but mm. i just got i've got to find time to animate it if i want to do it properly but i before before um i don't know i, I don't even want to give a date but i just i want to i want to do it sometime <laughs> in the next two years like i want to at least start making it because it's no, always got a special place yeah. in my heart yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah I love that it's on youtube as well and then it's like it's had this like laugh of its own up there it's yeah, awesome it's, <laughs> Classic YouTube. It feels like a classic YouTube video, which is great. It, 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 I guess, I suppose to a certain extent it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then the next one, um, this is from Beware, and he asks, what do you think about the season finale of The Boys? So, I, don't, I know you haven't seen The Boys yet. Yeah. I'll give a brief um, reply to this one. It was really good. I think season two, like, was, in my opinion, probably better than the first season. Um, and I think it's also it also felt extremely relevant to the current times, especially like in America. I feel from what I see at least. Um, so yeah, I recommend the boys. I think it's really really good, and I really enjoyed the finale. Definitely sets up a third season. So keen for that. Okay, next one. Um, this is from Chris, and he wants to know what is the most underrated film in your opinion, and why. Do you want to go first or myself? I don't, I don't actually I think know. You go, you, if you have any, any, like I, I made a whole list. I got a like it's it's a three it's it's a list of uh, three pages of of, of movies, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult That's one. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so I'll start off for now. Um, I, I I went back and did like a Charlie Kaufman binge after watching. Ooh. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this movie, but um, Synecdoche, New York. I haven't seen it with, yet. I have um, to. I gotta. Philip Seymour Hoffman, dude. It's such yeah. a like weird movie, and it's al- almost feels like it's out of time in a way. Like it feels like a like a timeless sort of film. But that movie, like I haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it, and I don't understand. Like I know it's kind of got its own fan base in the Charlie Kaufman community, I guess. Yeah. But um, that movie just blew my mind, dude. I thought it was excellent. So that's one of them. 
Um, trying to think what else. Do you, you want to go for now and I'll, I'll get um, that. Get okay, one soon. like top of my list in all caps, Tron Legacy. <laughs> oh, dude, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do love that movie, but it's it's definitely underappreciated. It did not get enough love. No, yeah. Um, and it's 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 so famously like iconic like i mean tron tron itself is like an underappreciated movie but tron legacy was this mm-hmm. beautiful revival of of the series and it's got its own iconic look and feel and daft punk's score everything about it is so beautiful and so few people really talk about it and it's like i i wish mm. i wish more people knew about it yeah, that's a good one. And I think hopefully with the third movie coming out, so it'll, pr- it'll bring yeah. more fans to the second and first film. Um, I know, I know in the, f- so another one for me, I know like in the film community, it's kind of popular, but um, like in the hardcore film community, but Blade Runner 2049, I think also deserves Ooh, way yeah. more praise than it gets. Because that Absolutely. movie as well, bro. Yo, I, uh, that movie like, changed my life. Look, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit long. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. long, I guess, at times, but at the same time, it was so brilliant and so captivating and it looked beautiful. It sounded beautiful. The acting was incredible. It blew my mind, dude. It's one of my favorite movies. So brilliant. Ever. I watched that movie, I, really I think, four it, yeah. times in the cinema. Like, it just... Oh, dude. I, I could not get Did enough of that Did you watch it once in IMAX as well? I watched it twice in IMAX, once in normal yes, 2D, the and then I watched it once in the lobby. Yeah. It's, it was, it was yeah. definitely been one of the best movies I've seen in IMAX. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um... Gosh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, I got one here. <laughs> um, Lost River, directed by Ryan Gosling. It's a... What? I haven't yeah. seen this, I don't think. It's, it's so was good. This? this was uh, 2015, I think. Okay. It, um, it's so low-key, and it, it's, it's, it, it wasn't very well-received by critics and stuff, but I thought it was like a really beautiful, like... It was like a a modern like fairy tale, uh, like legend, kind of deal. So it's like it's it's Saoirse Ronan's in it, Christina Hendricks, Eva Mendes, Ben Mendelsohn. Sure. And oh. it's it's uh and it it, it at, at the Cannes Film Festival apparently that like they tore it to shreds, which is really sad. But um, I personally adore it. I think it's got such a beautiful atmosphere and um, it's like. It's about this uh, this town, like it, like in the movie they refer to it like lost rivers are where they dam up a river, and so then the entire town, in that, like where the dam is gonna be flooded, like that whole town gets lost under the water, and so sure. this kid and his, oh yeah, this kid and his mom played by Christina Hendricks, um, are one of like only three or four families that still stay in this really rundown neighborhood. Um, and it's all like overgrown because like everybody's left. Like the forest is like taking over half of the sure. half of the like valley is already like flooded. Like lampposts are like half underwater, and it's got this beautiful like imagery throughout. It like every shot is so beautifully composed, and and this kid just he he's just trying to like find a way to like I don't know I get guess like support his family or whatever. And, like, Saoirse Ronan is, like, one of his neighbors, and her, she and her grandma are, like, also, they haven't left yet. And huh. the town is basically run by this crazy thug called Bully, who rides around in a convertible and just beats people up and, like, 
he's like a tyrant and he, he like attacks people with scissors like he like cuts people up with scissors like he holds them down and like it's it's really graphic in some ways it's quite violent but it's also like poetically beautiful and you can see that ryan gosling was taking cues from the directors like the really odd art directors that he's been working with like uh nicholas winding ref and uh, who he worked with on Drive and um, Only God Forgives, mm-hmm. and like uh, Derek Sian France, who he made Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine with, and there's a lot of that mm-hmm. in the film. It's beautiful, and nobody talks about it. It just makes me sad. That is sad, yeah. And yeah. when did that movie come out? Do, do you remember? 2014, 2015. Sure, because mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it must suck for like an actor to go into directing i don't know if he's directed other films before that i don't like, i don't know i i i hope he i hope he directs again yeah yeah that's the thing though like it must be so discouraging like making a movie and then no one like praises it yeah even though it's like a decent movie you know um yeah i must check it out because i'm a i'm a huge fan of uh ryan gosling and also cesar ronan as well so absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm trying to think of another one that uh, I don't know my list with me on me right now, so that's why I'm like blanking out here. Uh, have um, you seen 10, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Yeah. The, is that the is that the one that's like underground? Yeah, in the bunker. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude. As that was as good. as a, I mean, like it's sort of like that, you know, unofficial half sequel to Cloverfield. That's not really a sequel. Uh, I don't want to get into the whole Cloverfield universe thing because I feel like that whole thing's a mess now. But I feel as a standalone yeah. movie. <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane is a really good, like, chamber piece in a bunker where three people just chilling here and we don't know what's outside movie. It's so good. Nobody talks about it enough. It's so cool. John Goodman is... Yeah, he's incredible in that. In that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, terrifying in that movie. I was, like, legit scared of him. And he's normally, like, such a lovable character. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's cool. mm Mm-hmm. Okay, sick. Um, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Are there are there any other ones you want to mention, quick? Or Ooh, you... uh, let, let me let me check some some ready. Uh, phone booth with Haven't with Colin that. Farrell. So good, so good. Um, he is uh, like so. It's Colin Farrell. It's directed by Joel Schumacher. May he rest in peace. He he passed away like earlier this year. Um, mm. But um, yeah, Colin Farrell is like a publicist and he's like a really sleazy um exploitive kind of dude and it's said in, i think well it's not said it was shot in 2002 or 2001 and okay he's um every day colin farrell while walking the streets of like brooklyn or new york or something uh he he stops at one of the last phone booths in the city because cell phones are like you know becoming popular and stuff so there like the he he goes to one of the last phone booths in like that entire district and he goes there every day and he takes off his wedding ring and he calls the woman that he's like trying to have an affair with like he's he's into he's he's trying to like get with one of his clients but he's married and sure, okay. this this woman doesn't know that he's married and so he's just trying to like you know get get with her and so one day he goes to that phone booth and he takes off his ring and before he can call her, the phone rings and he answers it. And there's a dude on the other side saying like, hi, Stu Shepard, I know who you are and I know what you're doing. Uh, and if you leave this phone booth, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, how are you going to do that? And he's like, uh, look down at your shirt. And he's got like a laser pointed at him. And he's oh, like, I've what? got a, 
He's like, I'm in one of these buildings. And he's in New York. There's like there's like thousands of buildings and thousands and thousands and thousands of windows. And he's like, I'm in one of those windows, Stu, and I've got a sniper rifle pointed on you. And Damn. you're going you're gonna to own up to all the shit that you did or, um, or you're going to die. And the whole movie is in the, in the phone booth. The whole movie's in the phone Yo. booth. Yeah. Yeah. That it's is good. That's stunning. Yeah. I love those sort of movies. Have you, it's not that intense, I don't think, um, mm-hmm. as the phone booth, but have you seen Locke with Tom Hardy? Oh, where yeah. He's just on the dude, car. Locke is. That was also like. Beautiful movie. It's like a movie you don't think would work, but it actually yeah. works pretty well. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love Locke. That's yeah. also another goodie. I need to see it again, actually. I haven't seen it since like the year that it came out. Yeah, mm. uh, I've I've seen it a couple of times, but also mm. ages ago. Okay, cool. So let's move on to the next one. This is I don't know how to answer this because it's gonna like be a whole discussion, I guess. But <laughs> Nolan versus Tarantino versus Scorsese versus Spielberg. I don't even know how you choose a favorite <laughs> out of that, and is not um, even really a question? And that's from Edward. But yeah, yeah, that is. Firstly, what an awful question. How can you how could you ask that question? I mean, it's a really good question, but it's also like, how dare you? Like, it's like which they, of your you know, cho- they, which of your parents do you love the most? You know, which of <laughs> it's like yeah. I was gonna say which of your kids, but they're all older than us. It's like, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you what you want to you want to lead on that one for now? Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely don't have a favorite. Um, I will be honest, there are a lot of Scorsese films that I haven't yet seen. I've I've seen mm-hmm. like some of the classic ones, but there's a bunch I haven't seen. So I don't think it's fair me too, for me yeah. to like. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Tarantino is great. I love his style. Um, I love Nolan's style as well. But I mean, again, they're such different filmmakers. Yeah. Um. I think with with Spiel. Hey. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so we, I we think with, with Spielberg, okay, yeah. So with with Steven Spielberg, I think like he's made a few duds over the the years, especially recent years. But um, his classic movies, mm. they did so much for cinema. Like we were talking about Jaws a bit earlier, like Absolutely. that definitely influenced yeah. a lot of the horror genre, in my opinion. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark was like an insanely good. Um, yeah, there's a Jurassic Park as well. I mean, come on, it's like it's iconic, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to compare these directors, but I think they're all great in their own right. Um, yeah, I I agree, and it's like it seems like it's almost a, like I, to the person who asked that question, we promise it's not. We're not trying to like avoid the question or it like it's not a cop out when we say <laughs> when you say that because it's it's just so difficult to weigh that up. It's not it's it's not the same as like um asking something like which do you like better like indiana jones or star wars or you know or back to the future or jurassic Mm -hmm. park or something you know it's like these are so like it's like a a more fair contest would be like tarantino or guy ritchie or something you know like get 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 apples and apples you know but these are all guys who are iconic filmmakers in their own right who have changed the shape of cinema forever and to put them next to each other Definitely. is like saying that's like saying like Einstein or Stephen Hawking, dude. One would not exist without the other, <laughs> and it's it's yeah. yeah. Um, but gosh, like I I just I feel like in that capacity, like you cannot ever like Spielberg. Me and my friend Brandon talk about this all the time, but we say Spielberg is probably like the most popular and like most acclaimed like greatest director of all time. And he's still underrated. Mm. 
because Joss. it's like people don't give him enough credit. Like, yes, Jurassic Park is great, and yes, Raiders is great, and you know, Goonies is great, and everything that he's done. Like, he he has such a brilliant track record. Yes, he has had some slumps, and you know, Hook isn't super great, and like. You know, some like BFG is a lot of fun, but it's, you know, it's a little bit like childish in my opinion, but it's fine. Like it's yeah. fun. My brother loves it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think the post is one of his best films like ever. And that's like one of his newest ones. Mm. Um, yeah. He, he, when you, when you look at the percentage of good films to bad films, Steven Spielberg has made more good films than some directors have ever made films. Yeah. Like, no, it's insane. He, yeah. And he's still he, going. It's like yeah, he's he is a genius beyond uh, like comparison. And then you get to Scorsese, who is like, I mean, in some ways, I would like I'd argue like Scorsese and Spielberg are on the same level in so many ways. I think the only the only reason why Scorsese isn't like on like exactly on the same level as Spielberg is because Scorsese doesn't make movies that anyone can grow up with because like. You, you, yeah. Nobody says yeah. like, oh, when I was six years old, I watched Goodfellas and wanted to be a filmmaker, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, you have to be like 16 before you watch any of his movies, except for Hugo, I guess. But so yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have to grow into Scorsese, but they're both of the same caliber and they, they've both got such phenomenal careers. And Scorsese, I would say Scorsese has a few less duds than Spielberg because Scorsese really does hit it out of the park almost every time. Um, yeah, but he has made slightly less films than Spielberg, but they're both so they're they're godly in terms of their their level of filmmaking. You can't you can't yeah. you can't fight with that. You you can't take that on. Comparatively, Nolan and Tarantino have a much smaller filmography, and it's a lot more carefully yeah. curated. And I mean, Tarantino is like he's he's working to wrap up his filmography now, but he has made such an impressive impact on on the entire industry he's changed the way that people write he's changed the way people direct he's changed the way students go to film school and if, geez if, mm. if if tarantino didn't exist like would there even be a film school like what what would kids copy if they went to you know it's like <laughs> you know um, i'm guilty of it i like my first script was basically just a rip off of reservoir dogs which i'm so embarrassed by now but like tarantino is that kind of inspiration and the same with Nolan. Like, mm-hmm. he defined the superhero genre, Inception, Interstellar, Memento. He's always pushing the boundaries of filmmaking. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I feel like Nolan still has a lot more to offer. And I feel like Tarantino yeah. does, too, if he's prepared to go past his 10-film limit. So, mm. yeah, like, I think that, in general, it's like you're comparing two veterans to two, like, sort of newcomers to like they've just become titans because i mean tarantino's always been good nolan's been good for a very long time but yeah they're they've only just become like kings of the industry but but spielberg and scorsese have been titans since the 80s yeah so yeah no definitely mm. no cool i like that that was good i think you said that yeah. really well <laughs> thanks <laughs> rad okay last one for today Best remake of classic films. That is from Caleb Jansen's. <laughs> yeah. What is what is the best remake of a classic film in your Ooh, opinion? Dan, I lost you there. I lost you for a second. Or some of the, like, yeah, I don't know. Dan, uh, I've, I've lost, yeah. lost communication. Yeah. Are you back? You're back. Are you back? 
Dude, I need to work yeah, on this I'm, incident I'm, connection I'm for next time. But okay, you're back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I'll start off on this one quick. I think the the recent Planet of the Apes trilogy are insanely uh-huh. good. Like flipping, absolutely, amazing absolutely. Films. Just rewatched and, them the other day. They're so good. Yeah. Like I yeah, there, there's one scene in the third one when it's um where Woody Harrelson is like slowly <clears throat> going, and um, you just look yeah. at Caesar, Caesar's face as well, and then Woody, uh, Woody Harrelson's face as well, and like both their emotions are so insanely good, like on their face, and one's like a CGR character, which is mind blowing yeah. still, um, it's such a touching scene, like that scene Ooh. has always been in my head when I think of that trilogy, and um Dawn is like an amazing Dawn is phenomenal, well, that's so. my favorite one, yeah. Yeah, oh. it's my favorite as well, and uh, it's, yeah. uh, so that yeah, those films are really good in my opinion. Um, what are, what are some good remakes in your opinion? Uh, so like I I wrote down a couple here. So like off the top of my head, like I got like Italian Job and the Oceans trilogy, like which were remakes of mm. um, classic films. Um, I haven't seen the originals, but yeah. I know that they they were re- like they're iconic in their own right to the point where people don't even realize that they're remakes. Um, mm. But ones that I really dig, like True Grit, True Grit by the Coen Brothers. Oh, right. Which yeah. is, that is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, like, I mean, some would, like, argue. I think the Coen Brothers even ration, rationalized this that it's, they, they haven't remade the John Wayne movie with their, with their version of True Grit. They've just readapted the book, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but when you compare it, like, yeah, it's the same, it's the same story that's been. Uh, revitalized and seen through an entirely different lens, and I've seen I've seen the John Wayne one, and I quite enjoyed it. But I did watch it after the Coen Brothers one, and I am way too loyal to the Coen Brothers to ever say anything bad about them. I love them <laughs> so much, um, and yeah. I think that True Grit's a phenomenal movie, and I think about it all it the time. Just yeah, it's like I do not know this man. You know, it's just all, all the all the random like one liners that Jeff Bridges says in that movie. It's just like if he didn't want, if he wanted a proper burial, he shouldn't have died in winter. You know, just it's just so <laughs> dry and like deadpan. It's it's phenomenal, and it's it's also just emotional and beautiful, but also darkly comedic in a subtle mm-hmm. way. And Matt Damon is great in that movie, and yeah, it's just it's just brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah, um, I need to rewatch that. I, I watched that yeah. like when it first came out, and I haven't seen it since. So that's time to really watch ready? You should check it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, any other ones off the top of your head? Uh, there was one I had earlier. So, I mean, if you... if uh, I don't really want to count James Bond because it's sort of like uh-huh. a continuation. But it yeah. is in a way a remake. But I think the Daniel Craig films have been really good for the most part. There's Absolutely. been a few average ones. Mm-hmm. But... um. Casino Royale specifically, I thought was like a brilliant. I think it's probably my it's, favorite it's, James Bond movie. Yeah, um, Tarantino actually so really, was at one point attached to to direct Casino Royale. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, I did yeah, not because know that. that's why it's so dialogue heavy. Because he wrote a couple drafts of Casino Royale. Damn. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and then eventually Look, he stepped away from cool. it. Yeah. But he was he was in a rut as a filmmaker. I think it was it was just before he did Death Proof and after he did Kill Bull, and he didn't know what he was gonna do with his career anymore because he had really wanted to do like a Star Trek movie or a James Bond movie or something. Um, I mean, like 
this is off the top, like from my memory. So some of the the, the finer details yeah, are a yeah. little bit fuzzy, but he was he wasn't sure if he because he he wasn't entirely sure that he was gonna be the Tarantino that he is now, you know. So he was mm. gonna be like, maybe I'm just gonna be like a really dope filmmaker, and I'm gonna like go on to do other things, and I'll make a James Bond movie, and then I'll direct some cool TV shows and stuff. You you know, he was gonna be like a more normal dude in the film industry, and yeah. so he was he was attached to do the the next uh, James Bond movie after the Pierce Brosnan ones. And so he was adapting Casino Royale. And that's why it's so dialogue driven and the violence is so sparse and precise. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's secretly, uh, it was, it's, it's like a descendant of a Tarantino movie because obviously draft after draft, after he stepped away from it, it became more normal, but yeah, yeah it, it like the found some of the foundation somewhere along the line in there, Tarantino was there for a little bit. A little bit of his DNA is in there. Mm. Yes, that's insane. Uh, yo, that's that's awesome. Um, I think other ones for me would be like I also kind of feel like his films are a little underrated. Um, the the Star Trek trilogy by J.J. Abrams. Ooh, yeah. Like I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but um, I thought those mm-hmm. movies like reinvented the franchise on it in a in a good way because it. it it paid homage to the original ones, but at the same time, it felt fresh and new and unique. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, especially the third one, uh, Star yeah, Trek Beyond. Ooh, yeah, no one Beyond. talks about the movie. And I, it was decent. Yeah, it was it's good. really nice. Yeah. I really like it. And and who who could yeah. ever get enough of like a Beastie Boys montage, like while they're flying through space and like blowing up <laughs> yeah, alien drones? Exactly. It's just like exactly. I can't stand it. I know you're playing it. It's just ah, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> Is this classical music? Yeah. Yes, it appears to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so, so those good. are those are good yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other um, ones there, or? Hmm. It's short uh, if you don't. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think. I think. Yeah. I, that, that's that. That's off the top of my head. Those are the ones that come to mind. Uh, everything else cool. is like reboots and sequels, but like no, like yeah, straight out remakes. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Sick, bro. Well, I think that is that for today. Yeah. We've gone after over an hour here. But, um, that was really, really cool. Yeah. Let yeah. people know where they can find you on social media if they want to check you out. <laughs> ah, thanks, dude. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And dude, thanks for having me on. It's been it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. I'm glad you I'm glad you were keen for the first one as well because I, I knew that yeah, you man. like have this wealth of film knowledge and it'll be cool to chat about <laughs> it. So I, I think it went pretty really well besides that. the connection yeah. issues at times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing all the rest of them, man. Like, yeah, uh, when they drop, I will be, I will definitely be listening. Um, Thanks, dude. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> and, and and yeah, dude, I look forward to every other video that you do. Like, I watch, I watch all your videos, dude. Unless, unless it's for like when when it's when it's for all the movies that you've watched, then I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm just gonna feel inferior about the fact that I've watched like seven movies this month. Yeah, but. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, dude, like when, when it's, when it's a review, I, I watch all of them because I, not just because I, I, I dig your reviews, but because I really dig your insights into the films that you, you talk about. So yeah, just, yeah. Thanks can, bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. that. That means a lot. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So where can people check you out on social media if they want to know more about you or... <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I have my own if you YouTube want to give channel. That out. So if you don't want to give yeah. that out, that's also fun. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth giving out because most of <laughs> I'm, I'm very low key on social media myself, but like, 
Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna hear me banter with other film people, you can go to Mac on Movies. Uh, because yes. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm like basically like a co person with Haley on that, so you know. Um, cool. that, well, that's, I mean, that's it's, 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 it's mainly it's it's mainly her views and opinions, but I'm there to banter with her. I'm I'm there to like make jokes with her yeah, behind definitely. the camera. So um, I'm loving those as well, bro. Those have been good. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, yeah, that's that. And um, mm. for everyone who listened today, thank you so much. I really hope yeah, you guys enjoyed you. this. Yeah. And if you guys have any other ideas or yeah, any feedback that you'd like to let us know about, please let me know. Because um, yeah, we obviously want to make this as engaging and cool as possible. So yeah. But dude, thanks so much for joining. And thanks um, for having me. Yeah. We'll chat soon. See you, man. Sick. Bye bye.